This is the I Read Comic Books Podcast. I am your host, Mike Rappin. With me this week is the one and only Brian Murray. <laughs> this week we are off technically, but Brian and I decided we should record a holiday special episode of IRCB as a mini-sode before we jump into 2021. So for this week's episode, I guess mini-sode, Brian and I are going to be talking about three books that Brian picked out. So I'm just going to put the blame on him really quick. But oh, today we're going, to be, <laughs> we're going to be talking about Lobo, Paramilitary Christmas Special Number 1, uh, Power Man and Iron Fist, Sweet Christmas Annual Number 1, and Merry X-Men Holiday Special Number 1. If you haven't read those books, we're going to be spoiling them, so get yourself ready. Uh, nonetheless... Brian, let's dive into the chaos of these books because, quite honestly, I can't wait to talk about them. Uh, let's start with Lobo Paramilitary Christmas Special Number One. Uh, this is by written, or this is written by Keith Giffen and Alan Grant with art by Simon Bisley. What the hell happened in this book, Brian? What is this fucking book? <laughs> so this actually is what like made me want to do a holiday special because I okay. was on TikTok in the middle of the night, as I often sure. am, and. Somebody was like, how about that time that Lobo beat the shit out of Santa Claus? I was like, all right, I guess I'll look into that. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's <laughs> that's what this book is about. Lobo is hired to assassinate Santa Claus, uh, hired by the Easter Bunny. A very drunken Easter Bunny, for the record. <laughs> yeah. Just... Uh, Slurring left and right. Yeah, the first like five pages of this book had me so confused because it follows like this woman, this man and this woman, and they're like arguing about Christmas and they're going to kill their kids or something or they're going to kill somebody. I genuinely couldn't follow it. Yeah, the conceit seems to be that if the kids don't get Christmas presents, the kids will kill the parents. And so the parents are like, well, we got to kill the kids first. Right. I... I didn't really track that at all. Yeah, this is one of those things that like 1991 was a bad time for everything. Or 93, whenever this came out, it came out in the early 90s. um, And comic books were bad. Uh, That's all I can say. But because this book basically feels like someone took the movie Crow and then decided to make an even more badass version of that but then they went too far because lobo i've never read a lobo comic to save my life so i'm just going to be completely honest here i knew of the character knew that he was very like meta and he aware of things and stuff but this book goes to a whole nother level of just wild and insane where lobo shows up and he's wearing like this tiny little jacket over his body with these muscular arms that physically don't make any sense and shouldn't be able to bend like he looks like the kid from the christmas story who can't bring his arms down but somehow (laughs) he's brought the arms down um and he's wearing these jeans with skulls all over he's got a big old like nazi iron cross on his chest um I, I, he's got big kiss makeup on um and i knew this is what lobo looked like for the most part and he's wearing big red you know leather jacket and he always had like this face paint on his face or that's actually his skin i don't know um but yeah he shows up at the north pole um ready to kill all of the elves and santa uh yeah i don't know brian what did, what did you think of what happened in this book i guess uh i mean i wasn't crazy about it yeah, <laughs> I, every time 
Lobo shows up because I, I watch a lot of DC animated stuff, but I don't read okay. a lot of the comics. Mm-hmm. And every time Lobo shows up, like when he showed up in, in Young Justice and stuff like that, I'm like, oh, yeah, I hate this fucking guy. Um, <laughs> and I had the exact same experience with this where like he's in the bar. He's like the main man. I'm like, oh, right. You're this guy. Yeah, uh, he, his voice sounds like Macho Man Randy Savage. I think the first time he said that, he's like, oh, yeah, it's your main man coming in. Like, okay, like, sure. And I get the idea of, like, action-packed, you know, full steel, got to, you know, put the pedal to the metal, like, blazing action story comics. But this book is absurd. It's grotesque. Everything about this book is ugly to me except for Lobo's face for some reason is like a perfectly drawn face in a lot of ways. Like it's very human. Um, everything else looks awful. The elves look terrifying that yeah. the, the Santa Claus is, is God awful. He, Cause he's supposed to be like this big player that is actually a, a terrible murderer. Like they try to justify the story and then Santa Claus is this, this crime dude who only once a year donates to charity to get everyone off his back. Meanwhile, he has this militant force of elves that he keeps malnourished to a certain extent. So they're like the perfect subservient, you know, little army. But like there was so much buildup just to get Lobo in the room to kill everyone. <laughs> like you don't yeah. have to justify it. I know this guy's bad and stupid. Just have him kill everybody. Yeah, it, it really feels like like Lobo is supposed to be a satirical character of mm-hmm. like like taking the piss out of this archetype of the the uber macho murder man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think that this book or any Lobo content I've seen really knows what it's trying to say. So sure. it's not really successful satire. It's just the worst example of the thing that they're trying to be satirical about. Yeah, and and part of that reminds me of the way that Judge Dredd exists, you know, like Judge Dredd is absurd and over the top, but as you're reading it, you know, if you're someone that pays attention to the outside world, you can see a lot of the parallels and where these stories are coming from, and like the very clear parallels that they're trying to draw in the book um, when they introduce characters that are supposed to be like Julius Caesar, or they're supposed to be like Margaret Thatcher or Ronald Reagan, like you know what's happening in those books. Um I couldn't tell you what Lobo was trying to accomplish in this book other than having scenes where he shows up to talk to the quote in con- continuity, by the way, Rudolph, the mutant reindeer. Um, he asks him to come help him or he'll kill him. And he says, no, never. You're naughty, much too naughty. And so Lobo just kills him to which I'm like, what is, is the point of this to be like, look at how fucking edgy this guy is. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, that makes yeah, sense. No, that is the point. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, then maybe I just didn't understand it. Uh, but yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, Lobo steals Santa's sleigh. These these where, these reindeer are like, if we don't go with him, he's going to kill us. Like, what kind of message is this book sending? I know it doesn't have to be positive, but I also am like, where's the fun in this book? Who thinks that this is entertaining? Uh, and if you, do under, if you do find it entertaining, like, please reach out. There's an email address, ircbpodcast at gmail.com. Love to hear your thoughts, but... Man, this book was so unenjoyable for me. Yeah, I was reading it in front of a nurse. How do you think I felt? <laughs> <laughs> you were reading this in public. Wow, bold move. Bold move. <laughs> well, yeah, I got to do something while I'm hooked up to the blood draw machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I will say the last page of this book 
did get a chuckle out of me because of how absurd it is, which is Lobo and his dog, by the way, giving us the middle finger, you know, cigars in mouth. Merry Christmas, compadres. Ho, ho, fraggin ho. Um, I honestly think if this book could have gotten away with having swear words in it, it would have like every other page would have just been fuck this shit that damn this bitch you like all that stuff. Um, bitch University is what he would be talking about. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just I, I'm going to keep complaining about this book until we move on, Brian. So please. So uh, let's can move, we move on. on? <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about Power Man and Iron Fist. Sweet Christmas. Yes. Yes. What, what th- this book uh really was such a palate cleanser (laughs) you know because i read these in order right uh the order that i think we're going to talk about it today and this book was fantastic uh i don't know could you give us a quick summary of what this book was brian yeah so this this book was about uh the evils of capitalism um but it was also (laughs) about uh evils of pokemon yeah (laughs) it was about uh krampus in human guise has released these toys that are surprise actually demons and uh luke cage's daughter uh really really digs these toys so they're they're waiting in line to buy some at midnight and then things go uh you know awry so power man and iron fist with uh guest star jessica drew have to uh kill all these demon toys and fight krampus and uh who was who was the other guy who showed up? I can't remember. Son of Satan. Son of Satan. Yeah, shows up to save character. Christmas, dressed yeah. as Santa Claus. Not sure why. <laughs> it doesn't matter because at one point he opens up his chest and there's a giant flaming pentagram, and I was all for it. Santa Claus with a giant pentagram in his chest. <laughs> oh, I love that. That was fantastic. But yeah, they they you know he shows up and he's kind of grumbling, walking through this toy store, uh, you know about how ungrateful people are. Which I thought he was going to be the villain before it was revealed who he actually was. Yeah. But I like the twist that they have about this and the the d- discussion that they have mid fight because you know it's Marvel Comics, um, about who's good and who's bad and who's naughty and who's nice. And Son of Satan has this you know I lean both ways because you know I'm you know, he's an anti hero um, without saying so few words. And I, I really liked just the overall look and action of this book because you've got this guy with this, you know, huge forked uh, trident, I should say, just blasting away these little Pokemon style demons. Um, and then Krampus is so beautiful in this book. I love the way that that character was drawn um, as a villain. And it, it was just a straight up action brawl. Uh, featuring you know Jessica Drew who's trying to handle her being a new mom and you know Danny just trying just being Danny <laughs> who's who's a good friend to Luke Cage but also a dimwit sometimes and I love that guy for that reason yeah he, he's very like he's naive to the ways of the world because you know he he grew up in a, in a monastery mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, at one point someone's like didn't you have toys in Conlon and he's like I had a stick that was toy like <laughs> sticks a toy. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the this idea of like like the toys are actually evil has gotten a little played out over the years. Like I mean, it's sure. it's, it's Gremlins. Yeah. Um, but I felt like they did such a good job with it that. Mm-hmm. I'm not even mad about it. Like, I I really enjoyed it. Yeah, this is a really fun annual, you know, as someone who wasn't reading the Power Man and Iron Fist uh, 
book uh it was actually something that was really easy to jump into i kept thinking that jessica drew was jessica jones for some reason and i was like why does jessica jones have a baby since when can she shoot lasers out of her hands and then <laughs> literally as we're sitting here recording i went oh jessica drew is in spider woman right duh <laughs> so yeah. now it all makes sense yeah i i, I like that i like that luke cage is just great with kids too yeah yeah i mean i i i I feel like every time i read a luke cage book i'm always like man i should read more luke cage because he's such an enjoyable character to read and you know him and him and danny are like my favorite comic book couple in a lot of ways just because their their friendship is so wholesome and it's so it's it's like everything that you would want out of like a you know Spider-Man Daredevil friendship but those two have their own fucking problems whereas Danny and and Luke make all of their problems fit together so that they can still be friends and still be close friends that hang out often um or at least that's how the writers craft it and I really appreciate that because I don't think we get enough stories about just platonic friends hanging out that aren't just part of a super team because in my mind danny and luke are friends first superheroes second when it comes Mm -hmm. to that kind of split and it's clear in this book like how much how big of buddies they are because even the opening handful of pages it's just them shooting the shit as they're waiting in line and while that's not very action-packed it's really fun to read uh and I, i i love that book for this reason yeah, I was reading this Power Man and Power Man and Iron Fist book in 2016 when it was coming out, and then mm-hmm. I I fell off for some reason. I can't remember why, but it, th- this reading this made me want to go back and and read the rest of that. Absolutely. Uh, this is also our second book where uh, Santa Claus beats ass um, <laughs> because at, at the end of the day, uh, they they can't they can't take Krampus on his own, so. Uh-huh. Chris Kringle shows up and puts a hurting on this horned demon. Right. And I, I love that idea that like Santa Claus hadn't been seen in a hundred years. And so this is the hundredth year anniversary where Krampus was going to open his, this portal to hell, but it's not the hell you think of. It's a different hell. It's a Krampus hell, which I was like, Oh God, Hickman needed to come in and fix the world with secret wars, I guess. Uh, <laughs> because like, holy smokes, like son of Satan is trying to explain that this is happening. He's like, but this isn't the hell you think it is. I was like, Oh God, Marvel just loves to make its own continuity problems. Don't they? Um, but yeah, then St. Nick shows up and he does look pretty cool. Like I will say, you know, everyone always manages to make Santa who kicks ass look very cool. I appreciate yeah, that. It's, it, it is very, very funny that Krampus is just like, okay, it's been a hundred years. I can do my stuff now. And the second he tries, Santa's like, bitch, you thought. <laughs> just <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh. Um, well, yeah, so this is a very good pick. I, I appreciate it. And uh, I'm glad that we, I really didn't have, I don't have anything bad to say about this book. Like, you know, we talk about one shots all the time being sometimes not really easy to get into. And maybe my bias of having background and reading Luke Cage and Iron Fist books and, um, even some stuff knowing who Jessica Drew is, who even if I thought it was Jessica Jones, uh, maybe that skews my you know perception. But I also think that this is a pretty easy book to get into. You don't need to know the backgrounds of these characters too much. You really don't even need to know their power sets. You just need to know that they're superheroes in order to jump into this. And I think it overall delivers like a good message. You could just hand this off to some you know some kid or some new comic book reader to say, "Here's a holiday special. Try it out." And I think they'd have a good time. Um, 
I mean, maybe they'd enjoy Lobo too. I, we didn't really talk about that. Maybe they'd enjoy that if they need some of that super edgy holiday anti-cheer. But uh, I think this one's actually Power Man and Iron Fist. The Iron Fist, Sweet Christmas Annual works. And at the end of the issue, they say Sweet Christmas and all was right in the world. So, that you know, if that's not a good holiday season rapper, like, I don't know what is. Real, truly the polar opposite to the Lobo special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, let's let's get into this last one, I guess. Um, Merry X-Men Holiday Special. I feel like I have a lot of thoughts about this book. So, Brian, what was your takeaway from this, this series of one-page stories? Well, I wish that it hadn't been a series of one-page stories. Okay. <laughs> um, I Maybe it's just like from coming off of Luke Cage and wanting another like cohesive story to be mm-hmm. told. But this is like, like we go from Jubilee packing for a trip and then getting kidnapped. And then on the next page, Kitty Pride is lighting a menorah and talking about running for president. And on the next page, Wolverine's claws are on fire for some reason. And he's chasing ninjas through suburbia. Hot claws. Hot claws. Hashtag hot claws. Hashtag hot claws. Yes. Um, and we, the the only like overarching story appears to be this, this thing with Jubilee. Mm-hmm. Uh, who has been kidnapped by Arcade, uh, who is who has been hired to make uh, a a an interactive like mall shopping experience escape room type <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah, uh, it's it's not clear, but it also doesn't really have to be. So it's fine. Yeah. Uh, o- otherwise, like there there are some one page things i really liked and others i was less crazy about mm-hmm. so i mean i like the i like the charles soul story about wolverine with the hot claws um if only because i got to see ryan brown draw wolverine going insane and that's just fun that's just fun to me um this this book i i picked it up when it came out originally and i remember hating it i remember getting to the hot claws page and turning it over and saying this is a waste of my money and being genuinely very mad about it because so many people online were just like, you guys, they, they did a holiday special for the X-Men. And uh, that is fine. Like, I, I get it. Like, it's I exciting. I you to be one of those people. <laughs> no, I. that's the thing. I was hyped about it. And then I got through it. I was like, oh, it's not actually a story. It's just things happening. Because, um, like, there's the Jean Grey story, which I thought was goofy because the end is kind of a funny reveal. Um the Zach Thompson and Lonnie Nadler story about uh, uh, nature, nature girl. girl just being devastated by the holidays. Like, yeah. Are, that, are what? That was a huge, <laughs> huge bummer out of nowhere. Excuse me. Like I, I could not believe it. And I mean, leave it to Zach Thompson and Lon- Lonnie Nadler. I mean, I think when this book came out, they were either ramping up or ramping down off of age of X. I can't remember what the timelines. Um, so they had like their age of X man. And I think like, this is just them being like one more final. All right, fuck you guys. We're doing depressing shit over at Marvel before they took off. Uh, but yeah, that's, what yeah, a what cut, is cutting straight from like wackadoodle Deadpool stuff to mm-hmm. I hear every Christmas tree slowly dying <laughs> yeah. was, was a, a big like Ugh. yeah exactly. Uh, and you know I think the I like the Cena Grace story. 
Um, I really liked the the Nightcrawler and Wolverine story where Nightcrawler gets Wolverine a gift picture of himself um, by Chip Zdarsky. I thought that was really fun. Uh, and the Beast Doctor Nemesis story is actually a funny bit in my for my heart because I love Doctor Nemesis as a character. Um, you know, so him and him and Doctor Nemesis competing for uh, uh, Kavita, uh, the Doctor's name. Uh, just just to give her you know more star wars stuff i thought was really good uh but yeah like overall this this isn't bad you know we got a little story from kelly thompson about you know rogan gambit and their cats uh yeah. which i always appreciate if, um, if, you, if you've ever tried to give a cat medicine that one hit you different <laughs> yeah uh but yeah i mean like this was actually more enjoyable than i expected it to be i just i remember at the time i really really did not like how slow paced it was but you know as you get through the the book it's actually not too bad like the glob thurman one where glob is just sitting underneath the mistletoe i thought was funny i know people online love that book or love that little one page story um because everybody loves glob yeah it's it's just like the fact that it's just little one page stories is good and bad Mm -hmm. right because it means that i want more of the stuff that i liked but then when it's something I didn't really like, well, at least it was only one page, you know? Right, right. I, the, oh my gosh, the the gift of the Madri story that Matthew <laughs> Rosenberg did. Was that the title? I didn't. Yeah, the <laughs> yes, gift of the Madri, where J.B. Madrix accidentally replicates this one-of-a-kind uh, uh, watch that he gets from Gambit as a gift. <laughs> the funniest, I mean, like... What a goofy story, a concept. I just, I love when people actually do something very funny with Jamie Madrix. Um, and then, yeah, the last story I think is all about Jubilee kicking Arcade's ass, which, great. He deserves it. He's always a garbage person. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting thing. I mean, I'm glad that I actually sat down and read it this year. It was a good, like, get you into the holiday spirit kind of story. And I realized that this, this episode is coming out after, you know, Christmas and Hanukkah and stuff, but um, still nice to kind of like revel in the holiday spirit. Um, and this, for me, I think like the power man and X-Men book definitely made up for the Lobo book, um, you know, for when the X-Men book actually hit really well and the power man book just being a super solid overall story. Yeah. We got to see Nightcrawler in like a, a Christmas sweater and that was delightful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and and all of you know it's really funny like the uh that the they have the little micro i don't know like mini night crawlers still the in this issue yeah the little bamps and those have just ultimately gone away from the x-men books and i wonder why maybe they aren't allowed on krakoa or something because they're actually demons rather than mutants <laughs> i don't know i don't want to think about it but yeah i you know it's funny uh we were, we were talking about this uh and we were mentioning it in the discord and danny uh good good friend of the show you know mentioned that there are a bunch of other holiday books that we could have picked from um and you know honestly i kind of want to read some more like this has gotten me a little bit inspired to go and read some holiday themed stuff and i'm normally not that type of person who wants to like revel in the holiday because the holiday just kind of happens to me versus i actually look you know forward to celebrating it and dressing up and drinking eggnog and all that stuff but for some reason reading these books has actually got me excited for the holidays i don't know if that same feeling swept over you as you were reading these books brian uh no my heart did not grow three sizes that day oh that's damn. what you're okay. asking <laughs> oh okay <laughs> but yes I, I i i did enjoy this and you know it's it, it's great to have all these different options for things that we can check out while we're mm-hmm. 
curled up under a blanket sipping cocoa. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that there's there's definitely a bunch of other stuff and that that I think we could read. Um, but I think that these just little one shots are great to to just kind of take as morsels for the holiday spirit. So um yeah, so thanks for I mean, I appreciate you grabbing some of these issues and throwing them out because this is a fun little ditty to put together. Yeah, for sure. Well, I guess, you know, like I said, it's after most of the holidays. Um, so I hope you had a good one. Happy New Year. If you're listening to this before the new year, uh, if you're listening to after the new year, how's 2021? Did the reset button actually work? I'm curious to know. Let us know. Um, <laughs> but I guess we'll wrap up the episode here. Uh, Brian, did you have any final thoughts before we jump into all of our credits? No, I don't think so. I think that we're uh, we're good to go. Okay, cool. Uh, so you can follow us all on Twitter. You can follow Brian at Brian Head. You can follow me at Mike Rappin. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at IRCB Podcast. Please do. We try to post a lot, and uh, it's really fun to have more folks chatting with us. This show and our many subscriber-only episodes are powered by fans like you on Patreon. You can join us over there at patreon.com forward slash IRCB Podcast. And if you haven't already, please take a moment to rate and review our show. I think we've earned five stars. Uh, you can find us there on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget you can join us on Discord to listen to all of our episodes live, as well as just hang out with us. Join us at Hangouts and uh, other fun things. Sometimes we stream video games and play Among Us. Uh, so make sure to join us there. And also, if you get a second, maybe tell a friend or two about the show. Uh, Infinity Shred does all the music for IRCB. They are the best band in the universe. Uh, we can't thank them enough for their help in making our show wonderful. Xander is a high master of the arts when it comes to audio editing and he's just a great person to talk to so thank you to him for editing the show i want to say thank you to everyone who listens to the show i hope you had a good 2020 for whatever that means um you made it the best that you possibly could and we can't thank you enough for listening to the show over the last year we will look forward to talking with you in 2021 so until next time comics are good and so are you